Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. John chapter 10 verse 35, it says, If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Wow. It's it's trustworthy, reliable, unfailing, to the point that Isaiah says in Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The word always accomplishes the purpose for which uh, it, it was designed and sent out to do. It didn't come back empty. The word does always what it's supposed to do. Numbers twenty three nineteen says, God is not a man that he should lie. That's the reliability, trustworthiness of scripture. Nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? God always makes good his word. He is a God of truth. Number nine. The Bible is the book of books because of its inerrancy. Say inerrancy. Inerrancy. No original manuscript, the first copies, has ever been found with an error in it. Inerrancy means that the Bible is without error throughout, whether it is speaking historically, whether it is speaking scientifically or morally. Inerrancy emphasizes the truthfulness of Scripture which means that the Bible is wholly true in its totality. Therefore, the Bible is the infallible rule and final authority for faith and practice of all believers. I'll repeat it again. The Bible is the infallible rule and final authority for faith and practice for, of all believers. The Bible is inerrant because it has a perfect offer who is the God of truth. Psalms 19.7 says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. It's perfect, it's truth. Isaiah 65.16 says, so that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. See? And he who swears in the earth shall swear by the God of truth. Because the former troubles are forgotten and because they are hidden from my eyes. Okay, in conclusion, I have about five things I want to say, but they're big five. <laughs> no, I got about six. That's why you're going to say seven. No, but it's six. Let me close with this question. Why does Satan do everything within his power to keep you from believing the word of God is true? That's a big, big question I want to address. Why does Satan do everything in his power to keep you from believing the word of God is true? Number one, Satan 
want to do everything he can. Put every distraction. Put people around you. Foolish people around you. No talking people. People who not about nothing. Huh? People who not going anywhere. Messy folk can keep you distracted. Gossipy folk can keep you distracted. Huh? Backbiting folk can keep you distracted. Huh? The, the tongue can keep you distracted. So why does Satan does, why does he do everything he can to keep you from believing the truth? Number one, Satan desires at all costs to keep you as his child. The word is child. That's big. That's right. You're not born saved. I've run a couple people all the time and say, you know what? I was born a Christian. They lying. They're not born a Christian. If you're born a Christian, then, then there'll be no work of redemption. Yeah, how you going to be born say You were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. You were born a big sinner. I don't care how big that pretty baby is. Curly locks and all. That's a baby sinner with curly locks. Doesn't matter whether he's black, white, polka dot, doesn't matter, Hispanic, brown, Asian. They born little sinners. They born selfish. They need to be taught. If you don't teach them, they're going to become bigger sinners. The little hootlums. <laughs> little hootlums make big hootlums. You were born a child of the devil. That's right. That's right. That's why you need to be reading the scripture to your children, singing over your children, praying over your children, giving them the gospel. Listen. I know you want to see your children go to college and have a great job and all these things, but that's not the biggest thing you all want to see. The biggest, the greatest thing you want to see in your child is that they become saved. You want to see every grandchild of yours become saved. That ought to be your number one. Everything else comes under that. Because if you're a lawyer and you're unsaved, you're a damned lawyer. That's right. You're a damned lawyer. You're, you're a teacher. You're a damned teacher. He said, boy, you cussing. No, I ain't. You damned to hell. Huh? Believe it not, in John 3, shall be what? Damn, y'all scared to say it, but it's in the Bible. I can say it now. I'm not going to say damn you, but I will say it. If you don't believe, you shall be damned. I'm just saying what the Bible says. Don't get scared. I'm teaching some hard truth here because I want to wake you up. I ain't going to sugarcoat nothing. It's too much hell out here for me to be playing with you. You ought to thank God that you have a man of God that wants you to know the word of God so you can grow up and be in your calling. John 8, 44 says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desire of your father you want to do. You know a child of the devil because they're doing devilish things, devilish stuff. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Not an ounce of truth in that devil. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. Father of it. You professional liar, you are of the devil. Someone look straight, look you straight in the face. Mama, I didn't do it. Some, some husband, honey, baby, I love you. I haven't been with nobody. Some wife. And you know what? Facebook is messing up so many marriages through reconnection. 
your old buddies <laughs> want to reconnect. I'm trying to help you. There are some folk God got you away from and he don't want you to reconnect. Your reconnecting is going to set you back. You Listen, you need to close the door on your past and press on. I don't want to go back there. Any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I ain't going back there. I ain't going back. I don't want to connect. Leave me alone. I got my marching orders. I don't need to be reconnected. I want to stay connected to the book. I want to text Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Joshua. I want to text the book. Satan wants to keep you from the truth because he wants to keep you as his child. Number two, why does Satan do it? Why does he do everything to keep you under his power? He wants to keep you held captive by sin and the things of this world. He wants to keep you held captive. Psalm 61, chapter 61, verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. That's what my wife and I did. People were so poor over there. I've been in the country. We've been in Uganda. And I thought Uganda was poor. But when we got in Mozambique, we saw poverty like we never saw. But we came there in those little church, little makeshift churches. And this little grass, little wood, mud floors. And ain't no lights in there. And I'm standing up there preaching. And I see all these poor little naked babies and little people all around you. And I was preaching the gospel to the poor. There's a church they're trying to build over there. We're going to participate. You'll be here more. Church, they, they got the walls up, but it's just been that part for the last two years. Just standing there waiting on God to work. And I told them, we'll help you. We'll help you. You'll be hearing about that. To build a church over in Mozambique so that they can have a place of worship and the word. And the word to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Some of y'all are bound. Bound by drugs. Bound by alcohol. Bound by pornography, bound by technology, bound by selfishness. Some of you are bound by anger. Some of you are bound by depression. Some of you are bound by ignorance. Some of you are bound by your own pleasure. I mean, you're bound, bound, bound. You're just bound by money, bound by greed, bound by clothes, bound by cussing. Just bound as you could be. Bound by overeating. Just bound. But the gospel is the gospel of deliverance. It will set your captive soul free. Free. 
Romans chapter 6, verse 17 and 18 says, But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine. Doctrine means teaching to which you were delivered and having been set free. How many of you have been set free? You know you've been set free. How many don't, you know you've been set free? You remember what you used to do, but now God got a hold to you and you've been delivered. We've all been delivered from something. Verse 18, and having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. No longer am I a slave of the devil, slave of myself, slave of my own foolishness. But I'm a slave for Jesus Christ. Whose slave are you? You're either a slave of the devil or you're a slave of God. But be it known to you today, you are somebody's slave. Number three, why does Satan, why does he do everything within his power to keep you from the word? He desires to keep you blind and in darkness. He desires to keep you blind and in darkness. Ephesians 5a says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. First Thessalonians 5, 5 says, you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of day nor of darkness. Uh, uh, Acts chapter 26 Acts 26, 18 says, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness from sin and an inheritance from those who are sanctified by faith in me. You know, we were in darkness. Before we came to Christ, we loved the darkness. I mean, you didn't start putting your clothes on to 10 o'clock at night. And now you, you can't even come to communion at night. You can't come to communion at night. How many of y'all go, how many of you all, how many of you all go out and have a nice dinner at night? Occasionally. Okay, don't, don't lie to you. You know, you're not, you're a child of God, right? So, you know, you're not a child of the devil. So, no, raise your hand high. Don't be afraid. Yeah, at night, huh? How many of you go to a movie at night? Raise your hand. Huh? How many of y'all went to a football game at night? Raise your hand. Well, what in the world is wrong with you that you can't come in the evening and take of the Holy Supper? God saved you and you don't have enough thanksgiving in your heart to come around the Lord's table and give thanks for his dying for you in his body and shed his blood for your sins. And you tell me, he said, do this and often, and some of y'all have missed communion and you're so negligent and you missed it so long and you are going to give an account to God. You go out at night to everything else, but at night you stay home because you want to watch television or watch a football game or watch something, whatever you're into. Look how quiet it's getting now. Huh? Shame on you. Shame! Fourth of July weekend, I wasn't here, but I took communion over there. I took communion, my wife and I took it over there. We rejoiced in the Lord over there! Y'all, we're celebrating independence here. 
of America. But you ought to be celebrating your independence because you have been delivered. That's a real independence. You got, you got your deliverance from sin, from, from sin and Satan to, to freedom in Christ. And he says, you come back and remember me. You say, well, you, we ought to take it in the morning. How come we can't take it in the morning while we all here? Well, why should we convenience you? Who are you with your little self that you want to take a breakfast? The supper is a supper. At supper time, I want some steak. At supper time, I want some rice and some gravy. You don't eat steak and rice and gravy. Breakfast is breakfast. When it's supper time, I want some supper. Communion ain't a breakfast, it's a supper. And the reason many churches do it in the morning, you can do it in the morning. I'm not talking about you, about radio and television. But I think we're, the word of God ought to make some demands on people. If you love him enough, you ought to love him enough to come on, bring your happy self out here and rejoice in the God of yourself. It's supper time. Hang on, we're not going to accommodate you because you won't come at night. Get yourself up. Ain't nobody catering to you. You delivered. you almost to the point of the grave and want a breakfast. I'm preach my watch off. Number four. Why, did, why does he want to keep you from believing? He desires to keep you deceived. That's right. Less word in you, more deception and more hell and more awkwardness and backwardness, more spiritual regression, deception. Let me give you a scripture that is so powerful. Everybody here need to turn to it. I'm almost done. Everybody need to turn to it. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses nine through 12. Oh, for heaven's sake, turn to that passage. Turn to it, turn to it, turn to it. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses nine through 12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders. And with all unrighteousness, deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth. Ooh, they did not receive. You want to underline that the word of the truth. That's why they deceived that they might be saved. You can't get saved apart from the word. Huh? You need the word. Well, I had some dream and got saved. No, you didn't. You just ate too much bacon. The word saved you. Well, I was singing and I got saved. No, the word saved you. The power is in the word. It says that they might be saved. That's what the word does. The truth saves. For this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all might be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. 
condemn. Pleasure in sin. Some folk love to sin and can go to sleep. Man, if I sin just a little bit, I'm so disturbed. I'm so bent out of shape. I'm so nervous. I got to get it. Listen, I'm just not right until I come clean before God. If you can go to sleep comfortably in your sin, you lost. Pleasure in unrighteousness. And so God said, since you won't believe the truth, I'm going to turn you over to yourself. I'm going to put a strong delusion on you to the point, since you don't want it, I'm going to fix it where you can't even get it. That's right. You've been rejected so long, so God says, okay, forget you. I'm going to turn you over to yourself. I'm going to put a delusion on you so you can't, you can't believe nothing but a lie. Since you love the lie, I'm going to just turn you over to habitual lying. He wants to keep you deceived. That's why he keeps it from this book. Uh, Revelation 12, 19, Revelation 12, 9a says, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. That's what he does. This, he uses his demons, his whole entourage, to deceive the whole world. Revelation 23 says, And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up, and set a seal on him so that he should, what? Deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. Satan, is, he's the author of deceit. And so many people are deceived. Deceived by psychics, palm readers, witchcraft, Harry Potter. That's right. Deceived by these folk on television. What's his name? Ellen? Degenerate? What is yeah, I, I can't pronounce her name. She is. And all them folk just having a good time now. I just looked at it. I just, oh, you said, do you go look at that? No, it was on the plane. It came right before my eyes. I didn't even turn it on. It just came on. There she is. All them folk just having fun. This is a lesbian. Just, and folk just don't even care. The laws legalizing. I, I heard about it way on the internet over there in Africa, in New York. McCurley. And I was looking at, we said, he's a, he's a pastor, look at this, look at this. I was in a store in South Africa, and I was looking at this bag, it was a certain bag, and I asked the man, is this bag, is this a male bag, or is this a woman's bag? I couldn't tell. And he said, it's a man's bag. He said, but more women buy it than men. I said, what? He said, but I, well, you see them hats up there? He said, oh, those men hats, but more women buy those hats than men. He says, Neutrogenda now. I said, what? He said, well, y'all shouldn't care in America. Y'all just passed laws for men to marry men. That's what he tells me. That's what he tells me. You think I'm lying? That my wife is. He said, what you worried about that for? Your country marry men. Men marry men. That's what he said. And another guy who wasn't even in the conversation, he said, but we ain't going to have that here. He's talking about we South Africans, we ain't going to be up to that here. I said, well, don't you follow America either. That's right. Deceive, deceive, deceive. Number five, he desires to steal from you God's plan for your life. That's what he desires to steal God's plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, well, I know the plans I have for you. Declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. 
Satan don't want you to know the word because he don't want to see God work in your life and he don't want you to discover God's plan for your life. He wants you to live the balance of your days in misdirection and confusion. And if he can get you to be off-centered instead of Christ-centered, listen, he has done a job on you because of your ignorance with the word. John 10.10 says, the thief comes not except to steal and he'll steal God's plan for your life. That's right. You out there having sex before marriage? That's the process of Satan stealing God's plan. Then you have babies and things happen. God had you go in one direction, you took a detour, and you never got back on track. You, you don't, don't, listen, don't you believe the lie of say sex? That's deception. How, won't y'all say amen? Uh-uh-uh-uh. That's deception. Condoms, deception. Abortion. Uh, choices. No, no. That's, that's murder. Deception. Finally, but not the least, Satan want to keep you from the word because he desires to kill and destroy. Those are key words. Write those in the blank. Kill and destroy you both spiritually and physically. That's what he wants to do. Satan's out to kill you. And you know who he really wants? It's me and my wife and my children and my grandchildren. It's going to be hard on us and really hard. I am high up on Satan's hit list because if Satan can get me to fall and to mess up, listen, he's done a job on Maranatha. And now he's about to kill me, but if you stand up for the truth, he's after you too. That's right. He wants to destroy you. He wants to wipe you out. And all God's children said, If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.